episode 330 the marvel news from the disney investors showcase 2020 welcome to level seven a podcast about marvel's agents of shield and the marvel cinematic universe it's a magical place Hello and welcome to another episode of Welcome to Level 7. This is, if you remember me, your host, Ben, Ben Avery. You might also remember Samantha, who's sitting right over there. Hey. <laughs> and over here to my right is Stuart. Hey guys, it's me. I'm Stuart. <laughs> so, and Stuart's on the road right now. Uh, on the doing road. Some, doing some work and uh, yeah, we... It's been a, it's it's been a little bit of time since our last episode. It's been longer than a month since our mm-hmm. last episode. Um, yeah. We uh, recorded just before the end of October for Hellstrom. So let's see. That might have been. That was posted. six weeks ago. <laughs> that was October 28th. Yep. Yeah. So. It's been a while. Things have happened. Things. Uh, yeah. Things like, you know, getting COVID and trying to get a house for sale and things like that. But uh, we're here back recording. Um, yeah. To talk about just the MCU, the future of phase four of the MCU and how that ties into the future of media in general. I think that's going to be kind of our takeaway in some ways. Uh, Disney is well poised to step into a year where AMC might go out of business. Let's just put it that way. Like if theaters close, Disney is still going to be able to continue and their investors um, presentation that they did. I think in a lot of ways, the intention of that whole presentation was to say, hey, investors, don't worry. We got this. We accidentally stepped into this and now we're ready for what's coming. So well, it's, it's a little wild. I don't think it's just an accident. I mean, I think they saw that the future was online streaming. So that was the direction they were headed anyways. And it just because of the events of the past uh, year, I'm just going to round it up um, that they just happened to get lucky in taking those steps. Well, I mean, if you look back at how the Mandalorian went and I mean, that just burned I mean, it, it just was amazing and everyone was so excited about it and it it got people to subscribe to Disney Plus when it was done. There wasn't anything really to take its place. Um, and so people, I think, unsubscribed a little bit. But this is them saying we're going full force. This investors thing, they talk a little bit about some movie stuff, but it's they are showcasing the streaming. That's what the investment thing was. We're going to showcase our streaming and we're going to let you know that we're not going anywhere. Um, and compare well, and contrast that Disney's, with Warner Brothers. Oh, yeah, let's let's do that. No, Disney's um, whole whole thing moving forward is an all encompassing entertainment package. Right. Even so. So. If you have the My Disney Experience app or you're a D23 member or 
you have any sort of Disney login, it's all the same email address and it's all the same account. So if you inadvertently, let's say, change the password on one, it changes for everything. And you could call that good or bad, but it's all, it's one entertainment destination. And I find that really, really interesting moving forward, especially considering what they're planning on doing in the parks moving forward with the, uh, with the Star Wars hotel and all that. But so, yeah, Disney's whole point in this is one destination for all of your entertainment needs. One brand name. even. Yeah. Yeah. And. And they're also saying we've got a very strong stable of things that we are going mm-hmm. to be uh, using and drawing on. And hey, investors, don't worry. Right. <laughs> don't worry. Oh, by the way, the investors, please don't worry. Please, please, please don't worry. <laughs> and then We're not along any fights with any of our creators, it's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, but then they're also saying, uh, by the way, all you uh, fangirls, fanboys, we got some pretty amazing stuff for you that you're going to be very excited about. And guess what? All us fanboys and fangirls got very excited about some of this stuff that they, they presented. So that's what this episode is about. We're going to talk about what they are presenting and when we can expect these things and a little bit of speculation, but not a lot. And we might talk a little bit about um, Spider-Man stuff, too, because there's a lot of speculation with that Spider-Man stuff. Oh, yeah, the Spider-Man stuff. Hey, you want to start there? Sure, why not? Let's, Let's start with that, because that's not official. Like officially, we found out that Jamie Foxx is going to be in Spider-Man Homecoming three, whatever it's going to be called. And apparently, um, uh, what's his name? Alfred. Malona. Molina. Malona. 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 I love him in so much stuff and I don't know how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> well, uh, he also apparently is going to be in that Spider-Man three. And so the speculation has been that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire will also be in that Spider-Man three. Now people have been passing around articles that say it has been confirmed that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to be in that Spider-Man three. I am not going to say that they aren't going to be in Spider-Man three, but I will say this. It has not been confirmed. I, at least as far as what I was able to track down as I tried to find the primary source that people were coming from with this. And what I found was an article where, and uh, I sent the link. I can't remember what what the link was that when I have to look for it here. Um, But the article said it was someone who was just saying very strongly, you know, this is going to happen. They are going to be in this movie. And because that person said so strongly they are going to be in this movie, um, that was taken as gospel. And people said confirmed that they're going to be in the movie. Mm. So does that mean? Oh, here it is. Uh, It's Collider. Collider. He says that they are bringing back past Peter Parker's and he does not cite any sources. All he does is say that it's going to happen. They're all coming back. It's going to happen. So I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but I am going to say all these articles that you've seen so far that say it's confirmed. 
are based on, from what I can tell, this article. Now, if you are out there and you've seen a confirmation that is an actual confirmation with actual sources, please, I I really want to see that. Like, that's what I was trying to find. So if you've seen it, please send it to me because I that's what I look for when I look at these things. Speculation is fine. Rumors are fine. But I also want to, you know, see the source. But Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molina are confirmed, right? Yes, yes. And so everything they're saying, like when they speculate, well, does this mean they're going to bring back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield? Very likely. I mean, I would sit here and say, well, it sounds like that's the kind of thing that they would want to do, (laughs) that they're headed toward. I mean, have we confirmed that they're going to be playing Electro and Doc Ock? Or are we I, just saying that they're in the movie? They are in the movie. But we have not confirmed that they are reprising their characters. That I don't from, know. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, it could just be a case of recasting, right? Which is which would be dumb. Well, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but one, maybe. But two? I don't, but they didn't I don't recast know. J. Jonah Jameson in the second Spider-Man movie. The, and the that yeah. is the other thing that suggests that they knew they were thinking about this kind of thing from that point. That yeah. in the MCU, you have J. Jonah Jameson, who looks like J. Jonah Jameson from the Tobey Maguire movies. So, so here's what I want. I want uh, Captain America and the Human Torch to meet up and be like, hey, you guys kind of look familiar. <laughs> You guys could be twins. <laughs> I, I doubt that's going to happen because I don't think Marvel really wants us to think about those other two Fantastic Four movies, although it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. You mean the the of the three Fantastic Four movies that were not part of the MCU, those two <laughs> were the best. Let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're oh, not here- setting the bar super high, but they're good. I mean, it, there's good things about all three of those Fantastic Four movies. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think Disney really wants you thinking too much about those no, Fantastic Four. No. No. They don't. No. <laughs> I actually I think I've only seen the first one and I as I was watching it I was uh I don't know if I had a cell phone at the time but I remember if just being vaguely interested in it. And if I had a cell phone, I'm pretty sure I would have been playing some sort of little video game on it instead of watching the movie. Uh, Cause I didn't care to I, watch it. So I actually quite liked the, the one I actually liked those two movies. I mean, they're popcorn, but let's be honest. Fantastic four is popcorn. I, I enjoyed them, too. The The interesting thing is if you look at the Fantastic Four movies, both those two old ones and then the newer one, they come at these kind of unfortunate pivotal moments in superhero movies and in tentpole movies. You know, so you have uh, the Fantastic Four, the early ones where they're trying to replicate X-Men and Spider-Man and trying to kind of predict where is this whole uh, sub genre going and it kind of does okay but it doesn't really hit the mark and it doesn't really catch on the way x-men does or spider-man with toby Maguire, or then iron man you know um then you have uh the fantastic four reboot 
where it's like, well, now we have to make this in response to the MCU. And are we going to do the anti MCU? Or are we going to do try and emulate the MCU? And they tried to take it a different direction, which is more scaled back and more, you know, character driven and that sort of thing. So yeah, it, it's unfortunate. There are, there's positive things about all of them. Um, but some are definitely better than others. Uh, and I haven't revisited any of them in years. <laughs> so. Yeah, right. We we can add that to the list of things we want to podcast about. Um. <laughs> yeah. So back to Spider-Man. I think it's very, very possible that we could be looking at a situation where Doctor Strange shows up and they end up doing some Doc- multiverse oh. shenanigans and Tom Holland gets to meet Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and is that the worst thing in the world? Nope. It is not the worst thing in the world. Could it happen? Yep. Uh, I think that, honestly, they're just trying to say, hey, let's build a C- uh, uh, C- Sinister Six um, team without having to make any new movies to introduce the characters. We already have Doc Ock. We already have Electro. Um, we could bring in Venom. You know, I, I think that that's what they're going to try to do is let's pull these Spider-Man villains from other universes and we've already introduced them to the movie going audience. So we don't have to make a whole movie where we're introducing them one by one by one. That's my prediction. Didn't uh, Jamie Foxx say on Twitter that Electro was not going to be blue this time around? Maybe. So it's been, I, it's been a while since I read the Twitter stuff that he wrote about it. Okay, because I'm thinking, because I seem to recall that he said that, but maybe he had to retract it due to contra- contractual reasons with the studio. So I'm, I'm wondering if he got really excited and he he <laughs> pulled a Tom Holland. <laughs> well, I remember he said something like. Yes, I'm going to be in this movie, and yes, it means what you think it's going, what I think it means, or something like that. But I don't know. Uh, the other thing it could be is that they're saying it's a multiverse, and these people, you know, Jamie Foxx's Electro exists in the MCU, but he's a different guy. Yeah. You know, and, and so yeah, maybe he's not going to be blue, um, but he's still going to end up having electric powers or something. We'll just have to wait and see on that. Is, I, I'm totally cool Kevin, with that because I felt that he was sorely underused in that movie. Sorely. And he is a fantastic actor. So I'm excited to see that. And I'm excited to see Doc Ock come back because he was my favorite villain of all the Spider-Man movies. Some people Kevin say Feige's, Spider-Man 2 is one of the best superhero movies ever. It is. And Kevin Feige's involved in this one. Right. It's not like like Sony's gone off on their own. Kevin Feige's involved and he's tying it into the MCU. So I think he's got a really good idea planned. But it was not something that they brought up in their investors presentation. No, because it's not a it's not a Disney property. It's not a Marvel property. So. Anything else to say about that before we move on to the actual MCU phase four? Okay, 
Well, let's move into phase four stuff then. Can we uh, uh, can we transition over to Fantastic Four? Isn't that confirmed? It is, but it's at the end of our list. Oh, okay. It's actually like the last item on our list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. The first item on our list is that there was a new trailer for WandaVision. And if you watch it, uh, there's not a lot of specific spoilers that you can pick up, but there is there is some things that you'll learn about what the series is going to be like. And so just be aware of that. But we do have a post on Welcome to Level 7 on the website, welcomelevel7.com, where we have a post that lists all of the, the trailers that they presented in this presentation. And so it has the WandaVision trailer and the Loki trailer and all that stuff all in one easy location um, just for you to be able to find. So, yeah. So the date for WandaVision is January 15th, uh, which is a month, exactly a month from the day that we are recording right now. And that's a Friday, so it's going to be similar to the Mandalorian releases. And what's different is it's only six episodes long. So that's only uh, six episodes. Yes, that yeah. makes me a sad, sad, sad man. So, yeah, actually, uh, all of these that we're going to be talking about are going to be six episodes long. So the the three that we know dates for, I should say. There's other things that are Why? that were, were announced, but yeah. Why Star so that means, Wars? What's that? Eight episodes. I want to know why Star Wars gets eight episodes and we only get six episodes. How many movies preceded Wandavision? Twenty. <laughs> You could say there's at least 20 movies in all of Star Wars. <laughs> well, there's a lot of Star Wars TV because of Clone Wars and Rebels yes. and Resistance, which I'm watching right now. And is that fun. any good? It's okay. fun. It's it's very um, non-offensive. <laughs> so it's that's good. <laughs> you know, I, watching it, I feel like there's not the same kind of stakes that you find in Rebels and in um, Clone Wars. Um, but also, we're only, I, I think, three or four episodes in, and it's two seasons long right now, I think. But I'm enjoying it. My son's enjoying it. It's good. But yeah, there's a lot of Star Wars out there. And here's the thing, though. We don't have a Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show every week right now uh but we're kind of getting that when you're kind of putting everything all together with all the streaming stuff so wandavision six weeks it'll so that'll be january 15th january 22nd january 29th january february 5th february 12th and february 19th so that's our six episodes of wandavision and that will be stuff that we'll be covering weekly um because it's it's going to be coming out, it'll be new and fresh, and it just tends to be the the easiest thing for us to do <laughs> is to cover those things like that. But that's the plan for us as a podcast. Um, between now and then, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, January fifteenth, we'll not sure what the recording schedule will be, 
but we'll be recording episodes every week along with WandaVision. So, have you guys watched the trailer? Yes. I I watched a trailer. I don't know if it was the the most newest trailer, but I'm I'm kind of excited not to watch the trailers because I don't want to get too spoiled on it. Because I'm going to watch it anyway. Like it's the same it's the same argument that we keep having about watching trailers. I'm going to watch it. It's the whole reason I subscribed to Disney Plus, and the whole reason I just I mean the Star Wars stuff was great, but I wanted Winter Soldier Falcon. And I wanted WandaVision, and I wanted Loki, and I'm excited for the Hawkeye show, and all of that way more than I am for Star Wars stuff. Well, I think WandaVision, just watching the trailer, just really has me intrigued. Like, yeah. I just really want to know what is going on. It looks so interesting. It also looks very, very different. Like, I'm just really curious, like, what are we getting into? Unfortunately. Uh, watching the trailer, I'm wondering how much of what they're showing is actually what we're supposed to think we're seeing and how much of this is kind of a, I don't know, redirect or something like that. You know, it's not as bad as saying Benedict Cumberbatch is Cumberbatch is not con uh, in in that movie. But, you know, I, I'm wondering how much of this that we're seeing is stuff we're meant to think one way and it's going to go a different way. But all I'm going to say it's Captain America Winter Soldier. Cap 2 had the best redirect ever. And we never saw it, saw it. coming. Uh, by the way, speaking of January 15th, there is something else coming on Disney Plus on January 15th. And that is a series called Marvel Studios Legends. So this is, I'm just going to go ahead and read the, the article from marvel.com. Relive iconic MCU moments with Marvel Studios legends. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is expanding with a sort of phase four, with the start of phase four. In addition to the arrival of Marvel Studios WandaVision on Disney Plus on January 15th, 2021, a new ongoing series will dive deeper into the stories of the MCU's most compelling characters. Coming exclusively to Disney Plus, Marvel Studios Legends is a new series that will showcase individual characters viewers have come to know and love over the years and revisit some of their most iconic moments. Marvel Studios Legends kicks off by highlighting Wanda Maximoff and Vision, two stars of WandaVision and their interconnected path across the MCU that led them both here. The first two episodes of Marvel Studios Legends featuring Wanda and Vision premiere on January 8th, only on Disney+. Plus. Oh, so, no, it's not January 15th. It's January 8th. So I think that might be what we're uh, going to talk about on that weekend. Okay. But it sounds like it's going to so be a it's, clip show. <laughs> it's just to say, say it's, a whole... it, it's a clip show that's basically saying previously on. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so that when you start watching WandaVision on the next uh, Friday, you'll uh, remember where where you left off with those characters. So yeah. I'm I'm curious like how long it's going to go, and I'm curious like is what it's going to end up being. Um, but they're very clear. Like this is the first two episodes will be Wanda and Vision, and then the next week, WandaVision. <laughs> so, um, I'm I'm curious what this is going to be like, but. We'll see. Uh, what's interesting is there's not anything like that 
on Disney Plus right now. And the Disney Plus original programming has been spectacular. You know, stuff that's been made for Disney Plus has not been like, oh, we're just going to, you know, stitch together a bunch of clip shows and then Homer's going to fade into the trees. I mean, it's, I don't even know if that was a part of the clip show, but <laughs> so like the Imagineering story was fantastic filmmaking and you know um the right stuff which although i am biased because there's only one the right stuff movie but this was a a miniseries that was great mando was great behind the scenes of the mandalorian disney gallery was fantastic so i hope this is going to also be fantastic but oh i'm a little worried because it's a clip show yeah, but it also potentially could get into like some of the stuff like behind what they were doing with the characters, interviews with the the actors, um, even potentially, you know, here's here's where the character came from in the comics. You know, who who knows? Uh, but it is absolutely going to be previously on because there are people who maybe haven't seen all the movies maybe haven't paid attention when they were seeing the movies, you know? Um, well, like, like you said, how many movies have preceded this, right? 23. And so let's be honest, aside from us and the, we who's watched them all, not a whole bunch of people. And so what, what this is doing is giving us that previously on, and uh, it allows the view allows new viewers to jump in and not be lost. Yeah, because yeah. I have a feeling WandaVision is going to rely heavily on where we thought the characters were, and then setting up for going forward. Well, and it's interesting because WandaVision ends up being the first thing in Phase Four. But it was not intended to be. You know, Black Widow, the movie right. was supposed to be. And then there was, was I mean, intended. we were supposed to be have, have gotten a couple movies before this point in time. But everything got pushed back because we were supposed to have Black Widow. And then what was supposed to be in spring? Wasn't it supposed to be like Cheng Shi or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. It, well, and the other thing is, I remember them saying that the, the new Doctor Strange movie was going to be tied into WandaVision as well. Um, but WandaVision has to stand on its own. Like the, the cheese stands alone right now. Everything that has happened, it, there's so much distance between the last the last Spider-Man movie and this. There's so much time that has passed between the last MCU, all of 20. 20 no new mcu except for agents of shield and it's possibly helps like, possibly it's almost like it's a brand new it i mean yes Feige had to do a lot of tying back into the thing but i bet he was also trying to say this is a you know infinity stones are closed Thanos is defeated. You're done with that story. You know, we're not bringing back Chris Evans as Captain America. We're not bringing back RDJ as Iron Man. Those guys are done. 
now we're going to tell a new saga story. And, you know, that's something that happens all the time in comics, right? Yep. Yep. So uh, it makes sense. But here's the other thing. And we'll talk more about this. I think when we get to these other trailers that we've seen six episodes, if they're an hour long, that's three movies long. Like that's a lot of time we're going to be spending with these characters. But it's still only six episodes. And Mando is only about 30 minutes long. 35, right. 40. And we don't know anything about what the time is going to be on these. They could be 30 minutes long. They could be an hour long. We don't know. So what do we know? This thing looks trippy. And it looks like it's going to be diving into some of the television history kind of stuff. I'm just really curious, very excited. And I'm really curious if my kids are going to like it. Because they're excited for just anything MCU, but this is very different. It's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm, you know, right now I have kind of an appointment viewing on Fridays because of Mandalorian. Yeah. And that's going to, I mean, they're smart to, to, to tie that into us. You know, it, it, the more you can get people to sit in front of their, sit on their couch and, and stay inside on Friday nights, the better you off you are. Well, and, and honestly, this was what they should have had. should have had something like this in the pipeline when the Mandalorian came out last year. So Disney plus launches Mandalorian launches. Everyone's freaking out about baby Yoda and then Mandalorian's done, and then that's it. I think that though they had, I think, um, wasn't Winter Soldier supposed to be sort of ready sooner? Yes, that's. And so I, I think. think, I think we were supposed to go from Mando to an MCU. You know, whether it was Winter Soldier or WandaVision. Um, and then to another Mando. And that's really oh, what maybe. we what's happening now. Yeah. Okay. So anything else about WandaVision before we move on to the next thing? Ben, are you excited for WandaVision? Move on. Yeah. Samantha, are you excited? Oh, of course. Yes. <laughs> Stuart? I just don't think Stuart's as excited. Stuart, are you excited? Yes. Okay, he's excited. <laughs> All right, the next item that we're going to talk about is that um, Sam Raimi is directing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and uh, they talked about how it's introducing a new character who's not a new character, but is kind of a new character, uh, America Chavez who is a new-ish character from the comics. I don't know anything about this character, by the way. <laughs> I haven't read anything with this character. Um, I didn't know that Sam Raimi was... See, this is news to me. This is awesome. But I feel bad for your classmate, Ben, or your instructor guy, or whatever he was. Yeah, no, um, he went He went to the same film school that I went to, but not at the same time that I did. He was actually oh. in the first year of that film school, Scott Derrickson. Um no, he's he's fine. He's okay with this. I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, he and I were friends on Facebook. So 
which means nothing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, practically, you you live in his house. I, I mean, we yeah, we're we're practically best friends. Uh, I mean, we we keep that six feet distancing between us, but other than I that, I mean, that's that's a new thing too. Um. But yeah, it's it's Sam Raimi who's directing it now, and so that's very interesting. Mm. Um, mm. I mean, this guy has superhero cred because of Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2. Um, this guy has horror cred, obviously, with Evil Dead and all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, this is a guy. And he's got drama cred because he also directed one of the best baseball films ever for the love of the game. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to go to, um, well, what's the movie with the guy driving the tractor across America? Oh, um. Straight story? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's a very versatile director, and Sam Raimi is a great choice for this. And I'm glad to see him come into the fold, you know, on doing the MCU. So, yes, go for Sam Raimi. And Wong is coming back, Mordo is coming back, and um, Nurse Palmer is coming back. So we're. We're going to get them all. Also, Elizabeth Olsen, Wanda, will be in this movie. So what does that mean? I don't know, but there's a tie-in. Uh, let's see. The date on that, though, is March 25th, 2022. So that's a long time away. A year after so, WandaVision. Yeah. I, I mean, what is that? I... I thought initially before, you know, in the dark times or in the, in the before times that they were supposed to sort of coincide together. Right. I would have imagined that it would have gone one division, one division, one division, one division. Oh, Dr. Strange too. So now that it's a year away, I wonder how that affects the story. Honestly, because they could be so disconnected from the rest of what's going on with the other stuff that's coming out. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be one right after the other. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm also curious, how does this play out? How do they go together? Wanda is in the one. So I'm, I'm curious about that. Well, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm hoping that um, the results of this pandemic means we get, you know, that whatever issues that they had in their scripts before that they have hammered them out and that we have very solid scripts for what, for the movies heading forward. I think that's very likely that they're They, they got to take more time. I think they also maybe got to sit down and figure out, okay, the movies that have not entered into production, we can actually be even a little bit more strategic. I mean, Marvel's always been strategic. So that's, that's not a concern. That's not a worry. But so here's the thing. We got no movies in 2020, but we're getting, I think, four in 2021. We're getting the 2020, the original 2020 lineup in 2021. I yeah, think everybody... we're also we're also getting Venom, too, oh, <laughs> which we can play. Is right. it MCU? We'll find out. Um, and, and Morbius. And Spider-Man Far From Home or Homecoming sequel. The Spider-Man so, 3, that's in 2021? That's in December of 2021. Oh, wow. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to find a, a list of the things uh, all together because I'm just finding them all like kind of um, sporadic. So if I can find a good list, it would be very helpful. Uh, oh, these are movies now. May th- May 7th for Black Widow. July 9th for Shang-Chi. Eternals, November 5th. Spider-Man 3 is December 17th. And then there's the possible um, Venom 2 and Morbius. So let's see. Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. <laughs> June 25th. <laughs> Directed by Andy Serkis, by the way. But that title, Let really? There Be Carnage, that's... Yeah. can't remember if he directed... He directed, like, second unit on The Hobbit or something like that. Lord He's, of the Rings, yeah. The no, opening sequence... No, the, it was the opening sequence of Return of the King, where um, you have Smeagol and his cousin fighting over the ring. He directed that whole sequence. Yeah, so Mar- Morbius was supposed to be in theaters July of this year. Um but I can't find a new date for it in 2021. You know, I think. Oh, it I says March when, 2021 is what they're hoping for. So, I mean, as far as Marvel movie goes, <laughs> MCU, at least four, maybe six. Provided they don't. But, mm, is this where we talk about the Paramount thing? The Paramount thing? Or is it, I'm Warner Brothers thing. Well, I mean, the Warner Brothers thing is where they are trying to so they're trying to head it off at the pass, take their movies, release them same day on HBO Max and in theaters. And then the whole point of that is because the theatrical going audience is not spending money the way that they would like them to. But if we can get them stream or theater, then it's great. You know what I find what I find real interesting is that they have a there's a little asterisk in there, you know, hey, get twenty percent off. So the direct theaters like Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four is only gonna be on HBO Max for thirty days. Yeah. And then it goes off. That's a yep. real interesting it's a really interesting way to do that. Yeah. Well, theaters are not happy, obviously, because it does cut into once you take away the exclusivity, it cuts into their profits. Yeah. Um, but Warner Brothers is saying, well, we need to make money as any way we can. And if you theaters are going away, which is very possible, <laughs> we, we want to make sure we can still make money. Disney's saying the same thing, but Disney's going about it a different way. As of right now, everything they're talking about is this is streaming, this is theatrical, and then it'll be streaming later on. But we're still going to make some of that sweet, sweet streaming money. I wonder if they're going to do. I I wonder how well the Mulan thing did for them. Where they put Mulan out instead of. My understanding is that made a lot of money for them. I don't know if it made as much as they would want if it was a theatrical release. But. Yeah. My understanding is it made a lot of money for them. And hopefully the, the you know, this pandemic goes by the wayside sooner right we get resolved sooner and that way the you know theaters don't go out of you know don't go bankrupt or whatever but i I thought i heard like april was when amc was like i'm done i don't know 
I could be wrong on that, so don't quote me on that. It might um, even be sooner than that. I, I've heard people talking about one of the major chains possibly next month. Like oh, if, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just rough. And, and, you know, there was a while there in the beginning of fall where I went and saw five movies in the theater. And it was great. And suddenly it's like, hey, we're, we're back. And then all of a sudden, any movie I was interested in, there's just nothing. There's just nothing I'm interested in. Nothing I'm willing to drive to and pay movie theater prices for. Um, and that's because everyone is hedging their bets. They don't want to put out anything and 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 then have be a box office bomb because they can't afford to lose money. So they're holding back. They're you know saying we've got our investment and we're gonna figure this out. So you have Warner Brothers. I think it's what December 25th, right? With with Wonder Woman 84. Yeah, Christmas and, Day. Yeah, they're they're saying this is this is how we're going to take care of our investment, streaming, and theater. Because Christmas Day is a well, in the past has been a huge movie time. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just like you will they will drop their their number one, you know, number two. It's like second only to you know, the 4th of July weekend. I mean, it's a huge um, movie time. And so to have, to have them say, well, we're going to put it on theaters and then on HBO max. I mean, I don't know. Are are you subscribed to HBO max? No, not right now. Not yet. I will be eventually. Would you, I mean, is, is Wonder Woman a draw for you on that? Not enough. And I'm probably going to end up seeing it in the theater, but yeah. So HBO max, the plan was, I was just going to wait until, uh, Snyder's justice league movie mm. hit it. Um, and the same thing I'm doing with these other subscription services where I subscribed to, um, CBS and once discovery is done, I'll be dropping that again. And then I'll come back when they come back with another Star Trek series. And uh, yeah, the same thing for um, I, I subscribe to the Brit box on Amazon Prime. And I did that so I could conveniently watch um, Red Dwarf while I was doing home improvement stuff. And now I'm also watching Jeremy Brett PBS or BBC or whatever it was, uh, 80s Sherlock Holmes. And so once I'm done with that, I am dropping that subscription because I don't need extra, but I'm willing to pay extra if I know I'm going to get something out of it. Um, but I'm not going to subscribe to CBS and then just let it sit while I wait for the next Star Trek to come. And the same with HBO Max, like my the draw for me is not that one big movie, um, although they have a lot of big movies. I mean, they, this is Dune. This is Godzilla versus King Kong. This is Wonder Woman 1984. I mean, it's all their big movies. 20 movies, I think. Something like the that. The Matrix 4. The Matrix 4. I mean, yeah, it's it's the big stuff. Um, okay, but, I missed something. The Matrix 4. Yeah. Yeah. Coming out, I think, fall. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they, how'd, well, I know how I missed that. I've just been busy with other stuff, but... The Matrix. Oh, man. All right. I'm tripping a little bit over here. Is this 1999? (laughs) Yeah. 
but yeah. but it's also all of their. I mean, it's every theatrical release. So even the mid range to low level stuff that they had planned for 2020 or 2021 or whatever is going HBO Max. So like you were getting also Space Jam too. Like that's not going to bring in a lot of people. But you know, Wonder Woman, Godzilla, Dune. Yeah, I think Make also that. Score. I think also the Warner Brothers is probably going to skip theaters for some of their releases. And so some of those movies that just come straight to HBO Max might have gotten theatrical release, but they're just going to say, no, we're not going to bother with it. And but Dune, we have to make back that money. That's that's a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to see. I think that's going to be a trend for a lot of um, a lot of studios. Okay. If it if it didn't cost us, you know, fifty million dollars or more to make, we're just gonna put it on HBO or on streaming, right? Yeah. Or whatever that number is, right? I bet there's a number that says if it didn't cost over this, it can go to the theaters or it can stay on streaming or whatever. Because it's now theaters are gonna have to be like super mega event things to get people out of their house off of their 45 inch 50 inch 60 inch televisions to go see a made to go see a movie or or a classic so like they got me out of my house you know to go and see well the greatest showman uh we you know so it it's really interesting to see like just where everything is going but um yeah, but back to streaming. Uh, March nineteenth is the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and okay, so looking at our calendar, uh, January fifteenth is when we have Wandavision that goes until February nineteenth. Then we're gonna have a couple weeks off, so we one, two, three weeks off, and then we're back in with Falcon and Winter Soldier on the nineteenth. Six um, episodes. I bet you there'll be three clip shows talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> I, you know what? We, there's going to be a lot of characters and I, I know like Baron Zemo is going to be in this again. Yeah. Uh, and so he'll, he'll probably get a Marvel legends episode, but so that's <laughs> just April. a trailer for Civil War. Go watch Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, March 19th through April, April 23rd. And so that's six weeks in a row. Then we get Loki and Loki is, I believe in May. Let's see if I'm right or not though. Um, do they not have a date? Maybe not. I don't think they I don't do. see a date. I saw somewhere that they were talking about May. But it really looks like they're just going to be like for these shows, at least these these three here, um, maybe uh, four if you're going to go into um, what if because what if is summer of 2021. But yeah, it, it just looks like we'll get six episodes, a few weeks off, six episodes, a few weeks off, six episodes, a few weeks off and and so on. Rinse, lather, repeat. Are you ready to talk about Loki? Well, no, because we didn't talk about the trailer for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay, okay let's talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This thing looks like a mm-hmm. big screen movie. 
This yeah. this looks big and cinematic, and you know, as as high quality of the Mandalorian that we're getting, um, the last few episodes, you know, have felt small, and you know, you have these big battles, but they felt kind of small. I, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but then I watched the the trailer here, and this looks big. This does not look like a TV show. This is not an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. replacement. This is a Captain America movie replacement. Six episodes. That's It's, it's a movie trilogy, depending on the length of the episodes. But, man, this well, looks amazing. I can tell you why Mandalorian had uh, a few episodes that felt small. Because that finale will will probably be very, very big. Well, that's my guess. I mean, they felt small, but Mandalorian is a insular show. It's not a big sweeping spy epic like the Captain America universe that we know. True. Um, yes. I mean, the trailer, the best trailer movie combo ever. The trailer for Captain America Winter Soldier, Cap 2, had it as this kind of small insular show, insular movie, right? The film was groundbreaking. It totally flipped the MCU on the head. So that's the that's the thing we expect from Captain America. But that's not just to say that's not what I expected from this. Like this, I expected it's, it's TV, it's streaming, but it <laughs> looks, it looks so much bigger than that. And I, and, and maybe we're just seeing like the, the three big action scenes from all six episodes you know, and that's all we're seeing or whatever. But uh, it, it genuinely shocked me how big this felt and how big it looked. I think we're past the days. Like it used to be the line between TV and movies was super thick, right? And you could tell like next generation did not feel like Star Trek six and they came out concurrently, right? Now it's it's very plausible to be like, well, we're seeing it, right? They're gonna put uh, Wonder Woman on TV, essentially. Right, right. This is you've got to spend money to make money, right? Right. And and Next Generation had this much money, and then you know what they did? They benefited from Star Trek VI by reusing effects from Star Trek VI. Yeah. And so Next Generation, the season after Star Trek VI came out, had movie level effects for a couple scenes because <laughs> they were well, able to use the same. Klingon bird of prey explosion, uh, you, you know, in a couple different episodes. And I mean, and, the same, the same with, uh, uh, DS nine right after, um, uh, uh, one of the, and I think it was insurrection. It was either insurrection or first contact. They're all the costumes went over. <laughs> so like yeah, there's an episode yeah. in DS nine where they're like, have brand new costumes. The point is they're no longer, that no longer exists. Now we are getting cinema quality, high quality stuff from the comfort of our own homes. I think that has a lot to do with the digital 
media that they're using instead of analog and film. It's it has a lot to do with the fact that um, uh, CGI has come a very, very long way in the past 20, 25, 30 years. Um, televisions themselves have changed dramatically. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. you can, but when uh, Next Generation came out, everybody had um, cathode ray tubes, which were basically these boxes, and now all TVs are flat and you can hang them on your wall like a picture. Well, right. And they're but and they have better quality. Yeah. They're so, le- they're not that expensive anymore. No, no. She just doesn't like the look of when it's hanging on a, on a wall. <laughs> oh. no, she, we'll see when we move, if, if we move, if, if we sell our house and we're able to move into the house that we are hoping to move into, um, we'll see. We'll see if I can get one on the wall. But I'll be there, for you, there are aesthetic <laughs> um, height recommendations for mounting a TV. Um, you don't want to put it up high unless your only place is above a fireplace. Let me just put that right now. Well, I want to uh, go big. I don't care about high. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the point is, I mean, back in back in the 80s. 90s even we didn't have tvs that were the size of a wall you know we had small like to have a big 50 inch television meant that you were rich and it was a very low quality you know i can remember playing trying to play video games on a a rear projection tv it did not work very well i was going to say it was probably rear projection tv i remember that too yeah um but now we've got TVs that are literally the size of a wall and they've got crystal clear, per, you know, um, they've got a crystal clear picture and they didn't break the bank. So it is, it makes sense for us to have very high quality cinema in our living rooms. Well, and, and this is, again, this is their, this is part of their investors presentation they're saying we spent money <laughs> we spent <laughs> money and we're gonna make money and this is one that my my kids are really looking forward to the but. falcon and winter soldier is the reason i signed up for disney plus i was like okay cool mandalorian whatever wandavision yeah that's cool i guess falcon and winter soldier here's my money here's the I thing with like disney plus versus like yeah. hbo max disney plus with Mandalorian, I still feel like I gotten my mother's my, my money's worth my mother's worth. I've gotten my money's <laughs> worth mm-hmm. uh, for those months where there wasn't Mandalorian. Okay. You know, there was DuckTales, there was Star Wars Rebels, there was um, the different movies, Dumbo. You know, like all these things that are on Disney Plus. There's things that are still missing that I really hope that they get to. Uh, putting on there like the old 80s and 90s uh, Wonderful World of Disney uh, specials and movies and stuff like that. I, I hope we get some of that stuff later. But um, but there's but a lot I, of hidden gems. Like yeah, I would have never have watched the Davy Crockett movies had they not been on <laughs> Disney Plus. And yeah. I have, and I enjoyed them. And oh, it's there. It's it's and not it's, just the older stuff e- either. Um, Enchanted is still not on D- Disney Plus, and I desperately want to show it to my husband because. I think he would find it to be hilarious, but it's, it's not up there yet. But what is there is high quality 
and yeah. is yes. fun and is family friendly and HBO Max I haven't had a chance to look at to see like what is on there but I haven't seen anything that really makes me say okay you're going to get your money's worth on weeks when Dune is not being presented you know and it might be I just haven't seen it yet I haven't seen what's on there to know um although I think is is HBO Max is that the one that had that release Scott sci-fi show raised by wolves or something like that i'm really curious about that one. Oh yes i i saw the trip that that looks like a great show and i'm not sure if that was on showtime or if that was hbo max or what it was but. i think it's hbo max so well i will say this aside from raised by wolves which i don't know that i know as well um and maybe this is just my bubble right but disney plus has a far better catalog of original programming that I don't know of anywhere else. True. That's the, that's just the original programming too. I originally wanted to get Disney plus because it had the entire Disney vault on it or what I I thought it had it, but apparently not, (laughs) but, (laughs) um, well, I think but, the I think the ultimate goal is to have it all on there, right? It makes sense for them yeah. to clear up some of these contract things and then to have it all on there, plus everything that's new. So, yeah. But the other thing with Disney Plus is, you know, if any company was ready to weather the storm that we had in 2020, oh yeah, oh yeah, Disney is it, you know? And yeah. and again, this investors thing they're talking about, we're it, we're it. All right. Samantha, you ready to talk about Loki? Yes. Okay, let's talk about Loki. There's a trailer. Yes. And? and? It's, it's wild. And? Uh, I'm kind of excited, but not really. And? And what? And what have I been saying about Loki all along since Infinity War? Uh, I don't know. Something about his uh, status of life. <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that what you're referring to yes it's he's true you have been okay we're yes he's yes. the god of mischief of course he's not dead of course okay so well, it takes the finagling of an of an alternate timeline but he's not dead <laughs> well we knew he wasn't dead in the in end game so you get your you get your pet on the back for sure definitely for sure but we knew that he was not dead in Endgame. Yes, but between Infinity War and Endgame, I heard a lot of, oh, he's dead. The Loki TV show is just going to be a reflection back in the past. And I was like, no, no. No, it is not. They no. make it very clear they're picking up right from that moment in yeah, Endgame. Endgame. I'm happy he's not dead (laughs) you and everyone else yes (laughs) I don't know I'm really curious about this one too again just because I can't tell what is this thing going to be what what is this thing does it matter (laughs) I think that's the great thing about you know the this again the Disney plus original programming is that they can do something like WandaVision 
and then nine weeks later, because it's six and three, right? Nine weeks later, do something completely different, like Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then nine weeks later, do something completely different, like Loki. You know, it that is you're looking at 27 weeks. That's a full TV series from when we were little. This is what I'm saying. We've got 18 episodes of Disney plus Marvel MCU shows. That is, that's a season. I mean, it's, it's not quite a season, but it's very, very close to being a full season of TV. So yes, this is a replacement for agents of shield. But this is also a replacement for all the movies we're not seeing, you know, and now it's all connected. Hashtag it's all connected has never been more true. Oh, yes. Sadly. <laughs> well, because it's all under the same roof, you know, where that is very true. And the same guy. Um, and this by by the roof, I mean, the guy, uh, you know, we don't have a uh, Pearl Mutter or, or low situation where they were hating each other or whatever it was, you know, we don't have different networks. It's all under the same roof. So. Oh, and let's not forget Roxxon. <laughs> from the, from the Loki trailer. Was it Roxxon Mart? It was Roxcart. Roxcart. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's just, the, oh, the word on the, on the wall there. Is Roxcart. Yeah. Roxcart. I mean, well, it's just, um, what was it? I mean, I know Sam Raimi is not directly involved in in Loki, but you know, shop smart, shop rocks cart. <laughs> but do yeah, we know, do we know that that's a a grocery store? I don't know, man. I don't know I, what that is. <laughs> I googled it. I looked at the different wikis. Um, apparently not. Apparently, this is a brand new thing because everything that I saw online that mentioned um. Rocksmart or Rockscart or whatever it is. Um, it specifically pointed back to the Loki trailer. Well, so I, this, I think it's like Rocks Roxon's Amazon arm or something like that. You yeah. Know, and, um, or it's Walmart. Yeah. Again, though, I this is what I've been waiting for, and and to have the great thing about the Mandalorian was that it was you know cinematic quality on your television right and it showed that you could do it in a way that wasn't super breaking the bank um and that it pushed the technology forward you know the volume is an amazing piece of technology and i would be surprised if they are not using it for wandavision or for loki or you know i know i know falcon and winter soldier was shot and the Czech Republic or something like that. So maybe they didn't use it for that, but I got to think that they're looking at it going, huh? Oh, whatever we could do that. But that's one of the things that makes Falcon and winter soldier look so big to me is it's on location, you know, and, and I've seen location photos and stuff like that. And yeah, so it's, it's very curious. Um, like how big is this going to go? I don't know, but there's also very effects heavy clearly and yeah loki looks good it's not the one i'm most excited about the one i'm most excited about is this next one we're going to talk about what if so what Uh, if actually has a trailer and that was kind of cool 
Um, I'm just I'm just very excited to actually see it. I want to see it. There, there's two seasons that are planned out right now. Season one, 10 episodes. Season two, 10 episodes. The idea is take a moment in the MCU, pivot what happens a little bit, and see where it goes. And so we actually get teased in the trailer a couple different things. One is Marvel Zombies Universe, which is a comic book thing that happened, big event. Um, and And one of them was, I think the first episode that we're going to get is Peggy Carter, gets the super soldier serum and becomes, I don't know if they're going to call her captain Britain. Um, but pretend, I mean, that's really, she's not the comic book captain Britain, but she's captain Britain in the sense that it's captain America, but she's from England, you know? And so that's, that's what it looks like. And, and then there's another one where it's what if, um, T'Challa was picked up, uh, and became Star Lord was picked up by uh, uh, Yandu and his crew, and T'Challa <laughs> in that is played by Chadwick Boseman. So we are going to get one more Chadwick Boseman uh, performance. It looks like uh, audio performance that he did that was recorded a while ago. Um, and Yandu is Michael Rooker too, right? Yep. Yep. So um, here's a list of actors that I know have been confirmed to be in this. Uh, Haley Atwell, Chadwick Boseman, Josh Brolin as Thanos, uh, Dominic Cooper, Howard Stark, Michael Douglas, Karen Gillan, Jeff Goldblum, uh, Chris Hemsworth, Sam Jackson, Toby Jones, uh, Neil McDonough, uh, which is uh, Dum Dum Dugan. Um Natalie Portman, Jeremy Renner, Paul Rudd, Mark Ruffalo, Sebastian Stan, um, Taiki Watita as Korg, um, Taiki Watiti. I say that name wrong every time. But point being, they're bringing in basically these actors to come in and 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 do a performance as this character in an alternate universe, in a multiverse, if you would. Hey, Ben, I think you would have had a shorter list if you just named who wasn't going going to be in the show. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Almost. The one thing I haven't seen is, like, I've seen Captain America, Steve Rogers, is in that uh, Peggy Carter episode, but I don't know if it's Chris Evans. I haven't seen, like, is it Chris Evans? And Iron Man is seen in the trailer, but is it RDJ? Who knows? We don't know. What would be really interesting for that is we we know it's an alternate universe, right? Because it's the well, what if all this it's alternate stuff. universes. Yeah, every episode right, will right. be its own thing. Yeah. But right around that time, well, no, not right around that time. Before that, we've got Wandavision, which is supposed to tie into Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness. So it'd be interesting if this whole what if thing actually is connected and not just a side not just a side game yeah i i don't know um they use the what if universes like that a little bit in the marvel universe but mostly it's just it's it's the watcher it's Uatu. the watcher mm -hmm. starts out the up the issue and says you know this is the way the story goes but what if spider-man decided that 
he does not care about great responsibility for his great power. And then you get the story as it plays out. And you also get like these different storylines, you know, famous storylines in the comics, like um, what if the Phoenix never died, you know, and and these different things where it's these pivotal moments, big moments. Um, there's also one one issue where they did four different stories about four different ways. The Fantastic Four, uh, they could have gotten different powers, you know, and so um it's it's just it's really interesting ideas i like reading them because it takes characters you know and and throws different things at them to see you know but all almost always um their basic character traits rise to the top and and the best of them even if they're becoming a bad guy you know by the end the best of them comes out of it but sometimes they have some really downer endings where everyone dies you know and it's just a really I uh, can- a big down. I can yeah. see Kevin Feige as a kid reading those going, I wish this meant something in the larger universe. I'm not saying he did. I'm not saying I have any knowledge of that, but I bet I could just see him going, this would be really cool if it actually connected to the larger universe. Well, and you can also imagine little Benji Avery as a kid reading them <laughs> saying, I wish I could do this and write these because right. They're just a lot of fun. Uh, you know, DC has something similar with their Elseworlds. Um, and then they also have tale, Tales from the Dark Multiverse right now uh, that are really more what if than than the Elseworlds used to be. But they, again, take this, you know, they take one giant, big, important story and say, what if this little twist happened? And. So I'm excited about it because it does look like they're going to be just going into those movies we love and and giving us something interesting and fun. And as I remember, if I remember correctly, they announced that to be every single MCU movie to that point was going to be represented at some in some form or fashion. Right. That is how they kind of presented it. But they also. I think have had to made some changes. I think one of them was going to be what if Jane Foster um, took up the hammer. But, right, and then now the love and thunder. Right, yeah. So, all right, next news item. This one is one that Daniel Butcher is excited for, and that is that Ms. Marvel is coming as a live action show. They didn't have a trailer for it, but they did have a, a sizzle reel. Um, where they actually show off the actress who's going to play uh, Ms. Marvel, Camilla Khan. And so I'm in Villani. I should probably watch the trailer maybe and see them <laughs> use her name. But uh, she's going to play this young superhero that's going to be in the MCU. And this character is going to be in Captain Marvel 2. So Ms. Marvel will be showing up in Captain Marvel 2, the movie. Cool. Good. Actually, wasn't um, uh, I thought a friend of uh, Captain Marvel showed up in the WandaVision trailer. Am I wrong? Yes, she did. She yeah, did. I, thought uh, I can't remember her name, but it's the she actually that character Rambo. Um, I think it's Monica Rambo. Uh, she actually became a Captain Marvel in in the Marvel Comics universe. She had different powers, but she took the name Captain Marvel for a little while. So Captain Marvel 2, 
They've got a director. They've got a date. November 11th, 2022. <laughs> oh, man. Like, they're just really, they've got this all planned out. It's all planned out. November 11th, 2022. 11-11-22. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, it looks like Monica Rambeau will be in WandaVision and will also be in Captain Marvel 2. Next, uh, we have a Hawkeye series. They've been doing some casting for it, but no date for it. Just uh, they're saying late 2021. This is a series that um, I was confused about because I think the original concept of the Hawkeye series was going to actually be with Hawkeye. And um, then they canceled it. And then I heard something about all oh, the Hawkeye series is still in, um, coming on its way out. And I was confused. But now it's clear it's because they've probably reworked the concept. Yeah, it's, it's actually going to be a MASH spinoff. Um, and, and so they will be following the, uh, adventures of Dr. Benjamin Hawkeye Pierce and nobody, <sighs> nothing, Never mind. You got a big sigh out of me, Ben. Okay. I had to unmute for the, but you got for a, the sigh. Yeah. All right. All right. Ben. Okay. So, um, Hawkeye and there's going to be his daughter. And there'll be Kate Bishop, who is from the comics. I don't know about that character very well. Um, but I do know it looks like they're going to be kind of taking into account the hearing loss that he had in the comics. And they're, yeah, it, it looks like they're going to be kind of drawing from the more recent Hawkeye comics, which I have not been reading, but I have heard great things about. Well, at the, that, end, of, at the end of Endgame, he's pretty distraught because of uh of black widow having to having to mm-hmm. you know jump off a cliff so spoilers um so i i would i i it would make sense for this to be a movie and then not to see him in or make sense for this to be a tv show and not to see him in any more movies yeah the the other thing is uh it sounds like they're going to be taking some time to do some flashbacks to the snap when he was running around and doing that stuff. So that is the Hawkeye series. Next, the she Hulk series is going to be a courtroom comedy series. (laughs) And it's going to feature, uh, she's going to specialize in her superhero law, which is, Again, coming from the comics. But here's the big news. Mark Ruffalo will be in this show. And you know who else will be in this show? We've been waiting for this for a decade. Tim Roth. The abomination. He was taken to Alaska. I really think that part of this show is going to be She-Hulk representing Abomination in court maybe because they treated him wrong or did something you know like cruel and unusual punishment or something like that but yeah this the your description of this ben feels like oh really maybe that's a bridge too far guys just maybe 
I don't That's know. That's what it feels like. That sounds a bit like Matt Murdock representing, um, speaking of lawyers from the MCU, oh, please let him be in this. Just one scene. Just one scene. I'd love to have Matt Murdock in the show. Just one. One. They, they have the opportunity. Yes, they do. Just, you know, was one it, quick scene. Wasn't he rumored to be in the new Spider-Man? Everybody's also in the new Spider-Man. There definitely was a rumor about him. Okay. It's, I'm glad it's I, just, I, I have statements to make about rumors and and TV series on Disney Plus, but I'm going to save it for later. D- don't believe anything until it's confirmed. Yeah, that's a yes. great statement to save, Samantha. But it's <laughs> just, it, it's, it's, a, it's a point that I've been saying for many, many years now on the internet. And now that I have a microphone in front of me, literally, I want to say it again. Because Okay, you should say that. But uh, let's go on with the MCU stuff, because what I want to talk about is not MCU. Okay. Uh, Moon Knight's coming. We knew about that. Here's another one that we kind of knew about. We didn't know what it was going to be called. Secret Invasion, starring uh, Sam Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn as Nick Fury and Talos, I think it was his name. Yes. Uh, but they will be coming back for Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion in the comics was a whole big event where you find out that there's a lot of scrolls out there in our world and they have taken the place of regular people and superpowered people and your neighbor could be a scroll you don't know anyone could be and it's an invasion where are my shoes <laughs> it's so, a secret invasion because nobody knows so this is picking up from the end of captain marvel okay well, and then also using uh, what was going on in Spider-Man Five from Home, where Nick oh, Fury yeah, was yeah. actually Talos. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm thinking of Far From Home. Now I'm getting my wires mixed, my MCU wires mixed up again. Um, but <laughs> with good reason, because we all thought it was Sam. No, Jack- what, well, wasn't he at the? Wasn't the post credit for um, Captain Marvel him in space going? Where are my shoes? I think so. Yes. Okay. And then at the end of of Far From Home was um, Talos. It was Sam Jackson morphing into Talos, and we find out that it was actually Talos all along. And that's why that's why um, uh, Nick Fury was acting slightly strange throughout the entire movie because he was doing things that Nick Fury, the real Nick Fury, never would have done. But this is the this is the Sam Jackson series that we had heard rumored about. Yes. Um, there's also a new series called Iron Heart, which is a series that I'm aware of but have not been reading. Uh, and this is about a young girl who is basically a Tony Stark level genius who creates her own armor and becomes a uh, teenage girl version of Iron Man called Iron Heart. More armor related news Armor Wars. And so Don Cheadle will be Rhodey as War Machine, and it's all about keeping Tony Stark's technology out of the hands of baddies and based on a classic comic uh, storyline that I can't find my copy of, but I have a collection of it, and I was trying to find it because I want to read it. And then things get weird. 
as James Gunn is going to write and direct the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which will film alongside Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, I'm really, really curious about this. But no Guardians of the Galaxy surprised. 3 is 2023. That's when that happens. Holiday special and will be leading into it. Be... Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is supposed to be before Infinity War, right? No. I don't think so. No, I think up, this. You're, you're mixing up Guardians 2 with so, some recent an- announcement, but because okay. Guardians 2 was set way before other movies that were released earlier. Right, and I thought Guardians 3, Guardians 2 went right into Guardians 3, but that could have also changed, you know, half a dozen times since then. So. I think I think it has changed. I. I, I but I'm not sure exactly what's going on here because you have this holiday special coming out in 2022. The movie comes out in 2023. Um, I'm pretty sure one's going to lead into the other. But the other thing related to Guardians of the Galaxy is a series of short animated films. At least I think they're animated called I Am Groot. <laughs> and it'll be him Would as a baby. You, yeah. Which you know, goes again to that uh, Disney Plus original programming. I mean, Forky asks a question, is dumb, and I love it. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I've seen them all, but they're just simple, they're sweet, they're short, they're done. And, uh, yep. you know, and, and I would think an I Am Groot series would be right in that wheelhouse. And that's well, They want that is- sweet, sweet baby Yoda money. Yes, but in the tree form. And so <laughs> it's a, I would imagine that this is something to be very easy for them to do. Again, you put all of those properties under one roof, under one Mickey Mouse shaped roof. You can do a lot of things. I'm just very curious if this I mean, this is what this is probably the only one on this list where I would actually legitimately ask the question, is it MCU? Because well, yeah, that's... They, have that, they have that Rocket and Groot cartoon that's not uh-huh. MCU. Yeah, and the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon that was not MCU but looked like it could have been. Right. That This is probably the only legit one. Okay, Christian Bale is going to be in Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh So, Stuart, you said you were going to just uh, ask me who is Gore and let me tell you who Gore is and I will tell you this all I know is that Gore is related to Dandy Daniel so Dandy Daniel Butcher and Gore the God Butcher are related but I really don't know anything about the character it's it's a relatively new character okay so Gore is I, a hot mess that I don't know no, I'm, I, that's 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 the joke. That's the joke. I, I, I'm just right over your slide. head. So, no, I, so, I I know what you're. I, I get that reference, but I'm so letting it slide. Batman and Thor are gonna have a rom-com buddy cop movie. Is that what's happening? That would be fun, but I don't know. <laughs> hey, I think the and, real question here is, uh, can he outdo outdo um um the goddess of death? Because I thought she was hilarious and terrifying at the same time. Can he top her? 
he might be able to if he's really on, but she was great. She's <laughs> like, fantastic. That's... Kate Blanchett is just mwah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, she was great. So, so um, it's actually a reboot of Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place, starring Batman and Thor and Queen Amidala. <laughs> and they all and they all own a, the the diner from Clone War or from Episode Two, Star Wars Clone Wars, you know. And so, really, what happens is the big the big guy who gives. Obi-Wan Kenobi, the the secret thing, you know, the the way to the Jedi Temple or whatever it was. Um, he's the cook, but Ryan Reynolds shows up as um, Deadpool, as Deadpool, <laughs> bringing along his friend Captain Malcolm Reynolds. Why not? <laughs> and you gave me radio silence when I tied in Mash. And then no, and I gave you did a this start. convoluted whole. <laughs> All right. See, fair enough. You can you can give me a big sigh. I just hadn't unmuted my my thing. <laughs> Snort. <laughs> All right. Uh, we already knew about uh, Kang the Conqueror in Ant Man and the Wasp three, but we didn't know this title. I don't think Ant Man and the Wasp. Quantumania. <laughs> I, I love that title. I don't know why, but I do. Well, because it's 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 cheesy, and I think if you're gonna have a cheap, I mean, wh- the great thing about the MCU is that you can have, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier right next to Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania. <laughs> right next to She Hulk as a lawyer. As a, in a comedy. What did you say? Comedy courtroom drama? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm picturing something like Ally McBeal and Boston Legal, like a, a David E. Kelly kind of uh, situation. Oh, Captain Kirk's going to be in, in She-Hulk? I can he was great that. in Boston Legal. That was yes. the big surprise was, first of all, that they brought Shatner in, and then, second of all, that he was great in it. And they kept him in. I mean, it's not like yeah, he, yeah. he went away, you know. Well, he was such a hit that they were like, well, let's yeah. make him a regular. All right, let's talk about Black Panther 2. They will not be recasting uh, the character of T'Challa, uh, but they will honor his legacy and not much more about it than that. But that's actually pretty big that they're not going to recast or anything. So. I I think a lot of people are very, very happy with that um, yeah. and hoping for other things because – Chadwick, Chadwick was just fantastic. I think it would be hard to follow him up as the same character. So, so it would be next to impossible, and and I yeah. think also a little disrespectful in some ways. Like, yeah, yeah, he did such an amazing job with it that, yeah, and they don't need to recast it. They have legacy people that they can use, and they can bring these other characters to the forefront even more than they were like it was a it, it was an ensemble cast when yes. they did that first one um but now they can even more get into these these characters and it and a lot of that has to go to ryan coogler the director i mean he yeah he knew yes. he knows that story very well and i would imagine you know he hears about 
I can sort of see that could go. He hears about Chadwick's passing and it's devastating. And then he mourns, obviously, because he's, you know, he mourns. And then he goes, well, wait a second. What can I do next? I got this movie coming out. And he starts, the wheels start turning. And, and whatever he comes up with, I think is going to be very respectful and good because he's a good filmmaker. Yeah, and he's coming back for this. And so that that definitely yeah. gives uh, people a lot of hope and faith that this will be just as good of a movie as it was the first time mm-hmm. around. All right. Let's talk about the big one, the monster one. They didn't give us much information about this other than the fact that John Watts will be directing Fantastic Four. Now, John Watts is the director of Spider-Man Homecoming and Far From Home and Spider-Man 3 and Fantastic Four will be coming to the MCU. Good. I I feel like this time around, I feel like this time around, it's actually going to be really, really good. Like, really good. Like, as it should be. Well, because it's got Kevin Feige spearheading it. Well, it's not just that. we. It, it's it's part of a whole universe. Um, yeah. John Watts, we've seen his work in the MCU before. We know he's going to do a great job. So, and like I said, Disney has had a whole year off from producing films. So they better come up with some fantastic. Okay. I should have used another uh, adverb. (laughs) How about amazing? Amazing. Amazing. Or incredible. (laughs) All of the adverbs uh, or adjectives. uh, Really spectacular uh, content for the next few years. So I have a question. Do you think this puts a nail in the coffin of any more Sony helmed Spider-Man movies? I do not think so. They're making so, money with that. They are not going to let that money go. But I mean if they don't have John Watts doing it. I, which we don't know, we don't know necessarily that that's not the case, right? We right. don't know that that uh he can't do both. Um we don't know Just, if if he's tied specifically to Sony, because it depends on the contract that the director has with the studi- studios. Well, here's one of the things that I heard, though, and I don't know how true this is, but one of the things that I heard being bandied about was that one of the issues between Sony and Disney was that Disney was courting John Watts to come and do Disney-specific Marvel movies and pull him away from um the spider-man stuff we don't know but here's what we do know he can do the next spider-man movie he is doing the next spider-man movie then he's moving to fantastic four he could come back to spider-man after that if they wanted him to or you know it's not like we haven't had directors different directors direct um different sequels in the MCU. So you mm-hmm. had Kenneth Branagh do Thor 1, and then you had somebody else do the bad one. And you have Taika Waititi doing Thor 3. You know, you had John Favreau doing the first two Iron Man movies, and then somebody else did Iron Man Christmas special. So, yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting, like, that doesn't always, 
just because somebody does the first one doesn't necessarily mean that they have to continue doing them. Exactly. Joss Whedon did the first two Avengers, then the, um, I forget their names. The brothers. The brothers. Russo. The Russo brothers. Yes. Did but you're two. also, you're also talking about really well-established um, directors and producers. Um, John Watts, I really did not know of him until, I may have seen some of his stuff but I did not really know of him until he did the Spider-Man movies. Everybody yeah. else I knew beforehand. I mean, I, I remember um, Favreau all the, going all the way back to, and f- forgive me, back to the movie PCU. And it's a really, love, really... <laughs> it, it's PCU. so bad that it's hilarious. I love PCU. Me too. <laughs> Because it's a comedy, I think they were expecting something else, but it turned into something that's also kind of crazy. But, yeah. <laughs> it's a cult classic. PC- the best thing I remember about PCU was that watching it on Comedy Central, and they advertise it as a fat Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> oh, gosh. Fast forward 20 years. Yeah. So this is the MCU. This is the future of the MCU. There's still plenty to do the movies, but there's a lot of streaming coming. So we've seen lots of things from the MCU get announced. And just not as many, but there has been a few that have just sort of fallen away and never to be heard from again. If anything falls away from this list that you just read, what do you think it's going to be? I don't know. Moon Knight. Um, some of these things that are still really far in the future uh, yeah. could fall apart. You know, Armor Wars. You know, maybe that just doesn't happen. But this is all in pre-production, at least. Some of it is in yeah. post-production. And some of it is done and ready to launch. So, yeah. Did they give an update on Black Widow? Or is that still in May? Yep. Okay. Still. And then we're supposed to have Shang-Chi in July, right? I don't remember, but we did read the list. I don't remember now. Oh, well, I have to go back and listen. <laughs> so, all right. Final words. Yay, MCU. <laughs> Do you want me to go on my internet rumors rant now or in the after credit? Uh, we can do that in after credit. Let's do okay. that in after credit. Yeah. Yeah. So final words, something less ranty for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stu, you want to go first? Uh, I, he, he did awesome. his. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's all connected. Okay. Hashtag. Love it. Keep okay. going. All right. So my last words. Thank you to Jeffrey Tassel, Blessed Cheesemaker, and 084. Thank you very much for being our Patreon patrons. And my last words are also thank you. And more generally, thank you for listening. And thank you for staying subscribed, even when we took some weeks off and (laughs) dealt with life. Um, But yeah, fun to be back. Thanks, uh, Stuart. Thanks, Samantha, for joining me. And yeah, excited about the future. So, 
that is my final words. And I guess I'll just say I goodbye. I think the best final word. Okay. Excelsior. Yeah, that'll work. Okay. Excelsior. Excelsior. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us, now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five level 7 You can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcometolevel7 or connect with us on Twitter where we're level7pod. And remember, the 7 is spelled out. Our theme music is The Light Fantastic by J.S. Earls, and you can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. And once again, thanks for listening. All right, Samantha, the music is played. You can rant. Firefly is not coming back yet. I kept reading all day yesterday and all day today that that there are rumors that Firefly is coming back because Disney Plus made this huge announcement on Thursday. It is not coming back yet because Disney Plus has not announced a thing yet for it. And I'm tired, like every, like two or three times a year, I hear rumors that, oh, Firefly is coming back. It's not coming back until a studio says that they're going to bring it back. Can also, we just stop not, it with the rumors? It's not coming back, so to speak, because this rumor is it's a reboot, a family-friendly reboot. No, I'm putting my foot down for that. They're going to have to create another like smaller studio to cover up their Disney logo like they did with Touchstone. Because I will not accept. I mean, because I think there was a lot of really great social commentary that they were making with the way that they had um, the series before. So, yeah, it sounds like this is Disney trying to if they did this, it'd be Disney trying to replicate Mandalorian and try and, you know, do just stuff that's not Marvel and Star Wars. First of all, Um, I'm excited. I love I looked into the source of these rumors. It's it's some of it's being spurned by our least favorite website of comic book movie series websites. So it's it's pretty much baseless. I am excited about something that is official that they okay. announced. Okay, okay. There's let's, all the Star Wars stuff. I mean, there's so much Star Wars stuff that I'm not sure how that's going to fit into all this. But on Hulu, a Hulu and FX original series alien now is it gonna be good i don't know but it very well could be and i'm excited an alien what's interesting about the, what's interesting about that is that it's still being produced by disney because disney owns fox right right but they have an outlet for it on this hulu i think that is a big indicator that Disney Plus is going to, or Disney is going to use Hulu in the future to release stuff that's not necessarily family friendly. Yeah, and from, maybe from their a Touchstone catalog from their yeah. Fox catalog. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. original programming. 
that is not necessarily in line with, you know, the the, the Star Wars uh, and the Marvel stuff that we've just gone through. Yeah. All right. Well, Samantha, sorry about that. Hey, Samantha. Yes. Is is Firefly coming back? Stares very intently across a thousand miles. <laughs> I feel a little bit of terror in my soul right now. So I'm a little, yeah. I'm a little afraid. Going right past Ben, straight towards Stewart's. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening and for um, putting up with that was a really short rant. Actually, I was expecting more, but yeah, mm, I'm I'm <laughs> I, I'm tired. <laughs> she didn't right. quite make it to a hot mess there, Ben. No, but I am. I'm. I'm just tired. Not just tired of today. Not tired of this pandemic. I'm just tired of every few months hearing, oh. Nathan Fillion said that he'd love to see a, you know, a new reboot of Firefly. And he just, it's just something he happened to mention in a podcast. And all of a sudden there are rumors that it's going to be, there's going to be a new show. No, no, it's just, I'm tired of certain people clinging on to any possibility. And with Joss Whedon not being as accepted in Hollywood lately. No, um, I don't, Uh, I don't think there's a new, I mean, I'm yeah, we're not going to see a new Firefly. Well, I yes, comedy, well, yes. I mean, it it could be something they do without him. It could it could easily be something that's Tim Minear, um, um led because yeah. from um, what I understand now, um, from speaking to people that kind of know them, that it was more of a Tim Minear show, anyways. Besides Joss, it was just. And I even listened to one podcast where they sat down and they really dissected that entire series. And they realized that anytime Joss came in to write or direct, he would change things dramatically from what was already established in the previous episodes. Like characters would change um, and do things that were very much out of character. Um, The War Stories episode, I did not realize this until I listened to this podcast, I wish I can remember the name of the podcast. I would totally cite it right now, but I cannot, but they looked at war stories and I never knew it was supposed to be a Zoe centric episode because every time I watched it, I felt like it was more mouth centric, which was really a disservice to the character of Zoe. So, and that was because Joss came in and changed things, which Ah, I I just didn't like that. I really would have liked to have seen more of a Zoe-centric episode. I would have liked to have seen more episodes of Firefly. Um, But I am not going to... Yeah, I'm just not going to get excited over every little rumor. (laughs) That's all. And I am tired of hearing it. Well, speaking of tired, it's getting late. We need to shut this episode down. Yeah, it is. Talk to you guys later. Thank you so much. Good night. Bye. Bye.